the maximum SBA 7A loan is going to be up to $5 million. That's the max on the 7A yep. loan. Um, that's, again, uh, has all those variable uses. Then there's another version, another loan called the 504 that can be used for commercial property. But that's it. They look at everything. You know, they're going to look at your, your history. They're going to look at any affiliations you have, other businesses you have. So remember, this is a government-backed loan for the bank. So they have to dot every I and cross every T. So just be prepared for that. Don't take the shortcut because it's fast and easy. You know, it's worth it to do your diligence, set up, you know, get that business plan done, know your numbers. You know, with an SBA 7A loan or 504 loan, this is not a loan where you apply and then they tell you, okay, you're qualified for this much and then you can just use it however you want. Hey guys, it's Caleb Williams with Hey everybody, if you are a business owner or wanting to be a business owner, or if you're entrepreneurial minded, this uh, video could be really, really powerful for you because we're going to be talking about everything business funding. And uh, for this, I got the approved guy on YouTube, Sebastian, welcome to the show. And I'm just grateful to have you on to talk about your expertise. Thanks, Caleb. I appreciate you having me. So um, for those of you that know, you know, my beliefs around debt, I think debt can be an amazing tool. I also think it could be a damaging tool based on how you use it, based on your framework, how you think, or based around the lens of efficiency. If you're a business owner, um, I believe that more options are better than less options. And so the purpose of you being on here is to talk about everything business funding, what we need to know at the time of this recording, interest rates are high. And so what are the options out there and what are the steps that someone um, should go through if they just want to learn more about this? Because I know people that have taken things like SBA loans or other mechanisms of funding and literally it opened up a door that, um, you know, their business is doing amazing. And we both also know people that have done that same thing and it accelerated a more worse off. So just in full disclosure, this is not investment advice. This is not lending advice. This is not tax advice. But my hope is that this education can be um, eye-opening and could potentially help you to make your next, mess, next best step. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess I think the best place to start would be first talking about what to look out for that's kind of predatory out there. Um, because there's a there are a lot of uh, boiler room operations that are really promoting and selling loans that make them a lot of commissions, but hurt a lot of business owners. Um, and um, even in that space, um, there might be a place for it and a time for it. Um, but there there's a product on the market known as the Merchant Cash Advance. Um, and what this product looks at is it looks at the last three to six months bank statements of a business. And sometimes they look at your merchant account or just your bank statements. They don't really care how much, how good your credit is. They just look at the performance of the business and they typically lend you an average of 80 to 90% of your average monthly uh, merchant statements or your average monthly deposits, right? But in exchange for that, um, they, they don't charge you an interest rate. And that's how they get people. They tell them that there is no interest rate it's a factor rate and it's a it's a risk assessment based on um, how strong your your cash flow is in the business and as a result they'll give you a rate at 1.45 which sounds good if you think interest rate but it's not an interest rate it's a factor rate so that 1.45 translates to 45% interest when you do the math yeah when you do the math this is legal 
and it's being sold. It's probably the most sold loan product on the market right now. Um, they're selling them at 1.45, 1.5, which is 50%. Um, the best ones on the market can be sold at 1.2, 1.25, which are- Which is still 20, 20 or 25%. 25% factor rate. The terms on these can be three months, six months, eight months, 12 months, typically no longer than 12 months. They'll have a daily payment or a weekly payment on these products. And, and another way they get you is that you don't even have to worry about making the payment. It comes out automatically. It's either a percentage of your merchant transactions or uh, it's going to be deducted automatically from your, your bank account, whether, whether they're looking at bank statements or they're looking at merchant statements. Um, and so with that, they promise you that money will be in your bank account within 24 to 48 hours. So if I can get you that $250,000 before the end of the day today, you know, you just need to sign this document. I'm sending it to you right now. Very How, fast. I, have, there been, have there been class action lawsuits? Because it's like, that that seems insane. And what is the, can you sell? Like, what is the pro to that? Because I'm, I'm a big fan of there's got to be pros and cons. Is yeah. the pro like quick access to money and then pay it off immediately? Right, exactly. So, so, so where is there a time and place for it? You have terrible credit right? Your business um, is in a situation where you have no other options and you need that money. For example, let's say you're a mechanic and your forklift breaks, right? You have bad credit. You can't get approved for any other type of loan or debt, but you have good cash flow. Well, this might be your only option. So you might have to take it. It's going to save the day. It's your last resort, right? But Man. if you're thinking about refurnishing your lobby, or you're thinking about, you know, doing some marketing, this is probably not the best bet, yep. right? Yep. Now, another scenario may be, again, you don't have good credit or you're completely over leveraged and you can't get approved for more debt. And maybe you just need that uh, loan as a bridge to close, finalize a bigger transaction. Um, and you're going to be able to pay it off and get out of it really quickly, right? I actually helped somebody with that one uh, about a year ago. He um, had over $20 million invested in a, in a hotel acquisition. He just needed about 500,000 to finish everything. That was all that he needed, that 500,000. The term they gave him was six months. He wasn't even gonna need it for six months. He just needed it for like 30 to 60 days. And so he took it because he had no alternatives, but it helped him to finalize and close that transaction. So it makes Got it. sense. Right. This right. this is a good example and leads us into the next step of like why have a loan? Like I would make the argument even if you don't need the money today, you should have your options open and you should be aware of the options. That's why I'm so pumped to have you on here because I'm a perfect example. I don't need money today. Right. I'm constantly looking at areas and act like what would be the cost of money because it just helps me as a business owner. It, it, I factor that into my opportunity cost calculation yeah. as it relates to where I should be spending my time, the value of the money that we're sitting on. And so talk to me about, you know, okay, we, we, lock, we looked on one spectrum and, yeah. and for the most part, people are getting crushed. Like part of me is just like, why don't you get American Express? But I guess yeah. if your credit's not in a good place, like there's, you don't have options to all, options. all of that, but let's talk about the options on the table that every business owner should be aware of and maybe be looking into. So I'm going to talk about that, but I just want to make one final statement on this, this problem or this, this problem, this product I'm telling everyone to look out for. Okay. They do disguise it in whatever name they have to, to sell it to you. So if you're looking for an equipment loan, it's an equipment loan. If you're looking for a line of credit, it's a line of credit. If you're looking for whatever, 
But if you're if you're if the only thing they're looking at are your bank statements and that's the primary focus, they're not looking for tax returns. You know, they're really not too concerned about your bad credit um, and it's a daily or weekly payment. The other thing is they put a UCC filing against your business. OK, wow. um, now you can get one of these. Guess what? You need another one because now your cash flow is getting depleted. So they'll stack you with two, three, four, five of these advances. So that leads me to, you know, the opposite side of the spectrum, which would be, let's say, for example, an SBA 7A loan, right? An SBA 7A loan is a, is a government guaranteed loan to the bank. The, the SBA is a branch of the government and they guarantee these loans up to 90% to the bank, right? So the banks are the lenders. And if you talk to 10 different banks, you're going to get 10 different answers in terms of their underwriting, as long as they follow the government guidelines. But a good use of an SBA 7A loan is for debt restructure, right? So I've actually helped a client who had about $2 million in merchant cash advances um, that they were paying and it was just choking their business out. She was about to close business because she couldn't afford to pay her employees because all she was pay doing is paying the fees on this merchant on these merchant cash advances. So I was able to help her take that, restructure it into a 10-year 7A loan, and that immediately freed up cash flow. And her business has been thriving. She had a home healthcare company in New York. She was able to take on more, more, uh, more clients, more bring in more clients, hire more nurses, and expand her operation. Where before that, the the only alternative was I, I'm going to have to close this business. I can't keep up with it. Right. Um, so an SBA 7A loan is a great loan. It's a great product. Um, it could be used for debt restructure. Um, it could be used for startup businesses. If you have a startup, you have to have a very strong business plan, really good projections. Got to know your market, your your competition. Uh, you got to know your numbers. Right. Um, and you have to be well prepared. They look at your credit. They look at your net worth, cash flow, assets. It's a full docs loan. OK. Uh, right now, an SBA 7A loan. Um, well, just in general, it's it's two parts to the to the rate. It's um, the bank rate, which could be between three percent uh, up to six percent, right? Um, on bigger loans over three hundred fifty thousand, it's six. I'm sorry, it's about two point seven five to three percent. That's a fixed rate. That's a fixed rate. But the other side to it is the prime rate, and and that fluctuates. So it fluctuates quarterly in the loan with prime right now at eight point five. And the bank rate at three percent, we're lo we're looking at an eleven point five percent loan, right? So that's not very very exciting. But as the economy improves and rates go back down, so will that rate in your loan. And unfortunately, folks who had loans that for forever the uh, prime rate was at like three point five, um, and they got the loan at around six or seven percent, it did go up for them, right? So but every it does every SBA loan every quarter. Is yeah. it's variable or do some people, can some people lock it in for no, longer terms? It is, it is adjustable. It's variable per, uh, quarterly inside the loan. Yes. And then what's the amortization schedule on a, on an SBA loan? Maximum 10 years. 10, 10 years. And does it, does your payment factor based on interest rates? It does. It, 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 does it, it are does. you seeing this affect, um, you know, lots of businesses, took out SBA loans and as interest rates go up, do you see that putting pressure on a lot of businesses right now? Because they putting pressure on businesses, but when, really when you consider what are your other options um, in the, in the market, um, there's really not that many options available where you're going to get much better rates than that in the business yep. space. 
right? Um, because this is not a mortgage. This is a business loan, yeah. which carries more risk. And as yeah. a result, the interest rates tr can traditionally are higher than a personal loan yeah. for a mortgage or even like a car yeah. loan, right? Be people wonder my thoughts on real estate and, you know, put, put real estate aside. One of the things that makes it so attractive is you're able to get really favorable debt because you're able to, I mean, imagine a business loan at 30 year fixed rate, like that'd be insane, but people are able to get 20, 30 year um, debt that are, that is fixed on, on real estate. Hence why we see real estate booming. And I, I'm sure if they change the terms, we would see real estate overnight change. And so that's just an, an example of, you know, unemotionally just looking at real estate and saying like, wow, like that's a, that's a potential option. Um, and reason why lots of people have created a lot of wealth through that. Yeah. in real estate. Yeah. And there's so many different types of real estate loans. There's your conventional, uh, there's, there's, um, you know, private money, you know, there's creative financing, leveraging credit cards and lines of credit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so overall, I could name off about 12 different types of business financing solutions. There's SBA, there's the 7A loan, which can be used for a plethora of, of uses, working capital, um, marketing, it could be used for um, equipment, it could be used for furniture and fixtures, it could be used for construction, um, it could be used for, mm -hmm. for real estate, you could purchase uh, commercial real estate. However, in the commercial real estate space, it's not for investment property. It would only be for your own use. You'd have to own or occupy at least fifty-one percent of the uh, commercial office of this of the of the property as your own company as your own business. How much can you take on an SBA loan? Like, or is it? I know it's based on underwriting, but what are they looking for, and what are you, you know, talking to your clients about when they come in and say they want an SBA loan? Yeah. So the the loan, the maximum SBA seven A loan is going to be up to five million. That's the max on the 7A loan. Yep. Um, that's again, uh, has all those variable uses. Then there's another version, another loan called the 504 that can be used for commercial property, but that's it. You can't use it for anything else, right? The interest rate on that loan is actually lower. It's closer to somewhere around prime. Um, and it is a fixed rate on the commercial, on the, um, I'm sorry, on the, uh, on the 504 loan. And depending on the bank, those loans, the 504 most banks stop at 5 million, but some banks can go up to 20 million on a 504 loan. Again, that's exclusively for commercial property for your own use, not for investment property. Okay. I get a lot of people calling me because they want to use the SBA loan for investment property. And unfortunately, it's just, that's not what it's designed for. As a matter of fact, if you have any business that looks like an investment business, a passive investment business, they're not going to lend you in that. So just to give you a really good example, you have a hair salon. One hair salon pays the employees that sit on the chairs as employees. The other hair salon rents those chairs, right? Hmm. The one that rents the chairs is not going to be qualified. The one who pays those employees, they will qualify, right? Because part of the SBA's goal is not just to stimulate the economy through financing small businesses, but it's also to create jobs, right? And so, you know, when you have a business that creates that opportunity and potential for job creation, it's, it's a win for everybody. It's not just a passive investment business that's going to make you rich, but it's going to help the, our society. It's going to help, you know, everyone involved. So, so that's, that's an SBA 7A. Yeah. What's the framework for figuring out how much you can, you know, get because that, it's yeah, up to so, 5 million, but like as a business owner, how do you, how would you be able to 
guesstimate how much you could get in an SBA loan? So the first thing I always ask is um, how much cash on hand do you have? Because you're typically going to have to put down a minimum of a 10% cash equity injection or a deposit into the loan. So if you're looking for a $5 million loan, but you only have a $50,000 cash reserve, you know, you may have qualified otherwise based on your business's performance, but you don't have enough equity injection, right? Plus they look for another six to 12 months post-closing liquidity. So I would typically say you want to have at least 20% reserves, 10% for the deposit, 10% that sits in the bank account. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is going to be um, your, your debt service coverage ratio. It's your DSCR. So your debt service coverage ratio for an SBA 7A loan, they look at a, the government looks at a minimum of 1.15 as the ratio. Most banks up that ante to about 1.2, some up to 1.25, right? The way that, that you figure out a debt service coverage ratio um, is by taking your, your, um, your operating expenses divided by your, your business revenue. Right. I have a calculator on my um, my uh, my website. I have a, a, a unique website, which is SBAexperience.com, where on that site, I have unique videos speaking just to SBA um, and explaining the basic requirements that you have to have in place um, in there. Uh, there's a calculator for, for you to help figure out what your debt service coverage ratio is, as well as what your minimum monthly payment would be on an SBA 7A loan. Um, besides that, of course. Um, they're going to be looking at assets. So one thing to, to note is that the government requirement is that if you own any assets, any, any real estate, residential or commercial real estate, if you own property, the bank might not require it as collateral for the loan because they may feel you're strong enough where you don't need the collateral, but the government requires the bank to t take, take up to 100% of the loan amount in, in your equity. And they would take a second position lien on any assets. So that's something to, to be aware of. I had a client, he was all for that. He didn't tell his wife about it. <laughs> and it came down to the closing date and wife was like, no, sir, we're not, you're not doing that. Right. And so he, he couldn't take the loan. Um, yeah. So, you know, coming into it, just know that it may not be a requirement by the bank. So in other words, what that means is if, if you don't have collateral, if you don't own real estate equity, the bank might not require it. They might say, you're okay. You're strong enough on your personal credit. You're strong enough on your cash yep. flow and your cash reserves that we're going to give you this loan, right? We don't need collateral. But if you have it, they're required to take it. It's, it's not up to them. They have to. The government requires it, right? Um, last thing to mention, I would say, is there's there's two types of banks or lenders in the industry. There's a, a preferred SBA lender and a non-preferred, well, just a, I, they don't really have a title non-preferred, but just they don't have that classification as preferred. Um, simply put, a preferred lender is one that has authority. The government's given them the authority to underwrite the loan, close the loan, and submit, you know, uh, submit payment or issue the loan out. And then they can submit the package to the government to get their rebate, right, or refund. Um, a one who does not have that preferred status they have to submit it to the government for the government to review and approve it before they can close the loan. That's a big deal because that could be the difference between you closing a loan, let's say in 30 to 60 days versus 60 to 90 days because you have to wait for the government's approval. So a, a preferred lender is ideal. And there have been a lot of fintech lenders that have come on board now. 
um, as non-bank SBA lenders. Um, and that's something that has now come about since COVID because uh, during COVID um, with the EIDL loan and the PPP loan, these fintechs had to step up to help other banks process the high volume. And as a result, um, the government now has opened the door for fintechs that are non-bank lenders to participate and become preferred mm -hmm. lenders. So that does create more competition between banks and there's a lot more lenders available. Um, I would always, I also want to mention that most banks don't want to do loans less than 500,000. Okay. They don't, they can do loans as yep. small as 50,000 by the yep. government's requirements, but most banks don't want to do less than five. Um, I have about 25 banks I work with and about half of them will do 300,000. Yep. But the rest won't do less than five. And then if you're going to go less than that, then typically, you know, they probably don't, I mean, you're going to, it's going to be hard pressed to find a bank that'll do less than two, unless you're an existing yep. established business after about two years, they continue consider a startup two years is startup yep. after two years, you're no longer a startup. Um, and then you're going to find it very difficult to find banks that will do those smaller loans, like 50, 150, but they're out there and I do have them in my list. Um, but it's not like every bank you knock on is going to offer, you know, a smaller loan for a smaller business. Before wrapping up, is there anything else that we should know about? Um, just if you're a business owner, when it comes to lending, you talked about what to watch out for. You, you walk through SBA, which back in the day, like when interest rates were lower, was really great. And now, even when you look at options, SBA, you know, seems to be still an awesome option for uh, business owners, but is there anything else that should be on someone's radar? And obviously the call to action is, Hey, if you, if you want to learn more, we'll, we'll put your contact info. You have a YouTube channel, lots, lots that they can learn and connect with you. And so obviously if you have more questions that I, the hope of this channel is to open mindsets, introduce to different, different concepts, help people be more efficient, but I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on, on this subject. Yeah. So the only other thing I would really want to stress, and of course, when we, when I consult with folks, you know, this is where everyone gets kind of stuck is, you know, knowing your numbers and really knowing your use of funds, which is going to get, be translated into your business plan. Um, so there's, you know, I have resources for business plan writers and a business plan software to help people out. But at the end of the day, even if you hire a business plan writer, they're going to ask you questions. You need to know the answers to those questions, right? They may be able to do some research and help you out, but it has to come from you, right? Um, and so, you know, be prepared, at least be prepared that, okay, I'm going to have to prepare a business plan. You're going to need to pre present at least three years projections. And the first year has to be broken down monthly, right? Oh. And then you have to be able to explain those projections, but that's called assumptions, right? I've gotten so many business plans with these projections, they look great, but there's no explanation. So your numbers on, in a on your projections, they're just numbers, they mean nothing, unless you can explain that, those projections. And that starts with your use of funds. So what is your plan? How are you gonna use the money? And then, how is that going to translate into your performance, which is which are your projections, and then explain that. That the better job you do at doing that, and the more granular you can do, is the uh, is the stronger chance that the bank is going to feel comfortable to lend you money because they know that you know your stuff, right? Versus, um, you know, 
most likely they're they're going to ask you to go back and work on it before they can put that loan through. So that's going to be one of those things that I really stress um, that, you know, just be prepared that you're going to have to work on it. And and then the last thing is that this they, they look at everything. You know, they're going to look at your your history. They're going to look at any affiliations you have, other businesses you have. So remember, this is a government back loan for the bank. So they have to dot every I and cross every T. So just be prepared for that. Right. And that's why a lot of people shy away from it. They don't want to go through all of this. And then they start looking for shortcuts. Hence, you get stuck with the merchant cash advance. It's fast. Yeah. It's easy. So don't take the shortcut because it's fast and easy. You know, it's worth it to do your diligence, set up, you know, get that business plan done, know your numbers. Um, and yep. then I guess finally, you know, with an SBA 7A loan or 504 loan, this is not a loan where you apply and then they tell you, okay, you're qualified for this much and then you can just use it however you want, right? You Again, you think of it like you're approaching an investor, right? I always tell people, have you ever seen that show Shark Tank, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't go to Shark Tank and not know your numbers. You got to know yep. your numbers. Your pitch deck is what you present to an investor. Your business plan is what you're going to present to the bank. The bank is your largest investor. So that's how yep. you have to approach it. That's the right mind state. It's great. I would love to have you back on to talk about all things business credit and how that and personal credit and maybe the hacks there. But um, Sebastian, thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, I hope this was helpful. If you enjoyed the video, please let us know your biggest takeaway in the comments. Please share this with someone that this could relate to. If if you know somebody that's getting um, screwed on these crazy predatory loans, um, please share this video because they're like the SBA loan or working with you could could be awesome to try to get someone out of that bad situation. And uh, look forward to learning more about credit and all things. Um, all things debt as, as it looks to, should you have debt, should you haven't. So uh, we'll have your information below. Is there anything that you want to say before we wrap up? No, just thank you very much, Caleb. And uh, yeah, uh, I look forward to helping out anyone who has any questions or just helping you to navigate the different options. So uh, thank you again. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.